Today is April the 5th. Where do I see Jesus? Let's find out where Mary saw Jesus as we study John 20 together. Yesterday at church, we, uh, we talked about the resurrection of Jesus. Uh, today in John 20, uh, in verse 11, Mary is standing by the tomb weeping. Um, as she is weeping over Jesus' death, she sees two angels. The angels say simply, why are you looking for the living among the dead? Um, of course, this, this uh, 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 confuses Mary. Starting to read now in verse 14, she turned to leave. She saw someone standing there. It was Jesus, but she didn't recognize him. Dear woman, why are you crying, Jesus asked her. Who are you looking for? She thought he was the gardener. Now before we go on, let's stop right there. That's a very interesting statement. She thought he was the gardener. Um, I never thought very much about that. Uh, it was Zach that uh, really kind of opened my eyes uh, to that. Um, why in the world would she have thought he was the gardener? Uh, gardeners didn't wear uniforms in those days, so uh, he didn't have a big gardener insignia uh, on, his, on his uniform. Um, it wasn't because of where they were, even though they were in a garden. Mary was in a garden. She was not a gardener. So why was it that Mary thought Jesus was the gardener? Zach said, could it be because he was gardening? Um, it makes perfect sense. Uh, Jesus was standing in the garden, gardening. And Mary saw him and thought he was the gardener. Now the conversation goes on, but it's interesting to me just how much gardens, uh, how important gardens are in Scripture. Of course, going all the way back to the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter 2, when God creates the heavens and the earth, one of the first things that He creates is a garden. Genesis chapter 2 verse 15, the Lord placed the man in the garden of Eden to tend and to watch it. You know that story, how that went. Uh, Adam and Eve lived in the garden for some time. Uh, they tended the garden. They did what God had called them to do. And then they sinned. And as a result of their sin, what we find in um, chapter 3, verse 23, so the Lord God banished them from the Garden of Eden. He sent Adam out to cultivate the ground from which he had been made. They had been in the Garden of Eden, which God had created and everything was wonderful. Then they sinned. God sent them away. Um, even throughout the Old Testament, the image of the garden is very, very important. It becomes really important. In the book of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 51 and verse 3, 
The Lord will comfort Israel again and will have pity on her ruins. Her desert will blossom like Eden, her barren wilderness like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found there. Songs of thanksgiving will fill the air. The prophet calls Israel to think of a time when the garden will take over again, when in Israel there will again be a huge garden that everyone cultivates. And then in chapter 58, verse 11, the Lord will guide you continually, giving you water when you're dry, restoring your strength. You will be like a well-watered garden, like an ever-flowing spring. Gardens become an image of God's faithfulness, of God's fruitfulness in our lives. Israel has a garden. We become like gardens. Amazing. Here is Mary. She sees Jesus who is gardening. I can't help but think Revelation chapter 22, the same thing happens at the end of all time. In Revelation chapter 22, the first two verses, the angel showed me a river with the water of life, clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and the throne of the Lamb. It flowed down the center of the main street. On each side of the river grew a tree of life, bearing 12 crops of fruit with a fresh crop each month. The leaves were used for medicine to heal the nations. So a garden in which the tree of life grows, uh, a tree of life with a different crop each month. Uh, one month it's peaches, one month it's apples, one month it's, it's mangoes, I, I don't know what all. Um, all of human history starts with a garden. All of human history ends with a garden. And at the most important time in human history, Jesus, is gardening. So Mary sees Jesus, thinks he's a gardener. Sir, she said, if you've taken him away, tell me where you've put him and I'll go and I'll get him. And Jesus said, Mary. <laughs> That's all it took. Jesus turned to him. She cried out, Rabboni, which is Hebrew for teacher. Jesus said, don't cling to me. For I haven't yet ascended to my Father, but go and find my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene found the disciples and told them, I've seen the Lord. Then she gave them the message. What Jesus tells her, first of all, don't cling to me. Um, Jesus says, I'm still going away. I'm still ascending. I'm in that process. Uh, don't cling to my physical presence. I will leave you as far as a physical body goes. I'll be with you to the very ends of the earth. And then she says, go and tell my disciples. Tell them that I'm going to my God and your God. To my Father and to your Father. 
And in that simple little phrase, Jesus says, I'm one of you. Join me. Where does Mary see Jesus? She sees him in everyday life. The images that we have of Jesus in the resurrection typically are images of a body transfigured, bright, shining white, uh, uh, a halo and, and light and, and just overwhelming glory. Mary saw a gardener. Mary saw a man on his knees digging in the dirt, dirty hands, dirty feet. Took her time to recognize that this was Jesus. Where do you see Jesus? It's okay for us to uh, see Jesus with the halo, with the light. That's true, that's reality. But it's also reality that Jesus is the gardener. Jesus has dirty hands, he has dirt under his fingernails. Jesus is in everyday life. Where do you see Jesus? Look around yourself, see Jesus in your everyday life. Be Jesus for those who are around you so they can see him in your everyday life. Please like and subscribe to this devotional on whatever platform you used to listen to it. If you have questions for us, email us at questions at becomehope.com. Tomorrow, we'll read about the road to Emmaus. Thank you.